we've been doing Clit Talk for a while now, over 200 episodes to date, and we have had an influx of new Clitorati, and we still have our consistent OG Clitorati tuning in every week. So we've created a free gift for you. It's called Clit Talk Cliff Notes, the no BS guide to self-pleasure and sexual intimacy. And we're really giving you our best highlight reel of sex tips. We have combined our top sex hacks to give you confidence, communication, orgasms, and the ability to take your pleasure game from zero to a hundred real quick and blow any partner's mind in bed. Included in this bang and free gift is two free audio trainings, self-pleasure is self-love, and our hottest sex tips. We also have unreleased episodes and a fan favorite from our sex and empowerment signature masterclass, an erotic visualization, and a video on orgasmic breathing. Oh, yeah. So to get a little taste of what we do here, you definitely want to sign up for Clit Talk Cliff Notes. Just go to clittalkshow.com backslash guide because clitorati it is possible to have quantum leaps in your sex and empowerment with simple and impactful shifts pussy pussy it's gonna be a good one today yes i'm talking about a clit talk clit talk clit talk talking about a clit talk clit talk clit talk come on girls and boys and everyone on the gender rainbow bring your pussies to the show You guys. What is up, Glitterati? We are, this is our 200th fucking episode, and we are all naked in the studio. If you're looking at our YouTube, please subscribe. <laughs> we love you all so much. And today we're going to do like the best of the best and a recap of what Clit Talk has brought to our lives and how we've seen it transform all of our Glitterati. So strap yourselves in and let's kick it off, Lindsay. 200 episodes. I can't even believe it. 200 episodes and how many years? Is it four years now? I've kind of lost track, but I think <sighs> this is our fifth year because we were developing the show. For, for a year, for like a year before we even like launched Like eight months it before. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. So this is really our fifth year and the fourth year of the so show. So you're saying it only took me and Sugar five years to get you to, uh, naked with us? <laughs> I mean, Yeah. Yeah, I, I turned my heat on. I heated up my house. I put on my pussy power necklace. You guys, I, I have my. I felt I like my, I wasn't naked with this I have on. A clit necklace on. You can see it. For those I have of my you clit who necklace on too, this is clickbait for anyone to come to our YouTube channel. Legit, we are. You can see us naked in this video. The, the link to our YouTube well, is in the, the we're description. Not, yeah, it can see our shoulders. <laughs> we're not. Tell them. Let okay, them go to YouTube okay. and discover it. I just got to say that my parents got me this pussy power necklace when I first started Clit Talk. And it just makes me always feel so supported in this mission of, you know, one million people living a pleasure positive life. Because that's what Mm. we've all learned how to do by doing this show from all the amazing doctors and sexperts and porn stars, thought leaders, and our own Clitorati coming on the show. So I've really been an incredible journey. I remember when we first started, I was completely anonymous. Yep. I know. And Sugar, there was Sugar. For anyone who doesn't know, her name is Madison. <laughs> yes, it is. Sugar's name, real name is Madison. It really is. And here, you know, it's such a it's such a full circle of the journey, you know, to then be 
on camera for this episode as Sugar, aka I know. Madison. Well, so so let's let's go back to the beginning, you guys. Let's actually like take a minute. Let's close our eyes. When you think about like some of your first memories of Clit Talk being born into the world, like what comes to mind? The very beginning. The very beginning for me was I, the first moment I see is all... We started with nine women. And before our first recording, I had had um, a series of injuries before starting the show. And I had one the night before I had a concussion. And I mm-hmm. didn't know it was a concussion. But I remember all the women stopping our production schedule that I had set. <laughs> and Of course. And had me lay down. You moved all the furniture in my living room and had me lay down. You all placed your hands on me. And it was just really such a beginning of sister goddess activism in real time. And since then, my body has been on a healing journey and has transformed in so many ways that we'll get into, you know, more in this interview. I just remember, yeah. And so when we say the other women, for those of you who haven't listened from the beginning, our entire first season, we actually had a cast of nine women. Because mm-hmm. um, so we were a book club reading we a Pussy club, a Reclamation. Yeah. So by shout out, shout out to well, there's the three of us. So then we have we had Eve and Tamiko. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Tamiko. Mm-hmm. Um, we had Crystal, Crystal. Um, Kedra, or oh, no, Jade, mm-hmm. and um, uh, Lolo. Right? I forget, I'm mm-hmm. like thinking of their real names. I can't remember. I know their names. Melody. <laughs> I know them in real life. Melody and Melody. Yeah, Melody. Yep. And then, so that was our nine. And then, um, yeah. And I just think about a lot of those women. We were there for Madison's bachelorette party. And I just remember Katie and I had prepped all the food for your bachelorette weekend. And we were, and I remember we were, me and Katie were there like cooking and we'd had a glass of wines and we were like, we're like, we should start a talk show. And I was like, we should call it Clit Talk. And it just like, (laughs) it just came out of my mouth. And thinking back on it, you know, Regina Thomashauer, who I didn't even know existed at the time, recommended the book Big Magic to us by Elizabeth mm-hmm. Gilbert. And Elizabeth Gilbert talks about how ideas float through the air. And I do feel like that clit talk like hit me like a bolt of lightning for all of us. We and were it, doing it, clit it talk before. Idea. We were doing clit talk before me too. Oh, yeah. For sure. Like we were, we were already we were in the conversation. We had already yeah. started the show. Yeah. Oh and it gosh, just catapulted right. our mission forward for gender equity. And that wasn't even a conversation it then. It was me too. And that is something we call it gender harmony here. And that's what we called it at the time. But it's now really, you know, universally it, called uh, gender equity. And how do we t- have these conversations, these taboo conversations about sex and sexuality and kink and all these things without shame and feeling like we're putting ourselves in too vulnerable or unsafe position, you know? So how do we all have these conversations and be empowered? So I want to ask you guys sort of this, because I'm thinking about for myself, like who were, what is the difference that Clitok has made? Like who were you when we started the show? versus who are you now? And I know there's a million things that we could say. It's totally changed all of our lives so much. But I just remember for me, I think I was a suppressed um, bisexual woman. And the way that it came out with me is 
I used humor to deflect. And I was also like with my girlfriends because it was more culturally appropriate at the time. Like I was that girl that would go around like smacking people's asses and nobody like told me that it wasn't funny to them. And I don't think, I I think I probably made some people uncomfortable and some people I didn't, you know what I mean? And my intention wasn't to hurt anyone, but I thought that I was this really sexually free person because I could talk sort of um, openly about sex, but almost in a raunchy way Mm -hmm. until I really started to unpack. And then when I, when it came time for me to really get vulnerable it was way harder to be vulnerable about my sexuality than just talk about raunchy stuff with people. And now Mm. I feel so much more balanced and um, consent. Like I would never slap someone's ass without their consent now. Like I just wouldn't do that. Mm. And, um, And I realized it's because my whole life I had felt violated. Mm by the patriarchy. And I didn't even know it. I thought I was sexually free until I really did the internal work. And now I get like, you're never sexually free. It's a journey, a self, like a sexual liberation journey is ongoing. Mm-hmm. That's how I'm different. I feel that's in one of the hundred ways I'm different from Clit. It's Clit Talk. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. I, I remember the days when you would slap my ass. I was one of the people that liked it. But. Yeah. <laughs> And I, I, do I, think, I was I do one of the people who didn't. Yeah. 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 There you go. Mm-hmm. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to go, Sugar? Or do you want me to go? I, I could feel us breathing together into that next thought. Yeah. So I, I, I'll go. For me. Um, and wait, hold on. Katie, do you feel completer on that with me? Is there, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry that I ever made you uncomfortable. Oh yeah. No, I'll never forget. It was um, this, we were at Madison's house for a dinner and I showed up after work um, and I was in my scrubs and I had a zip top and I just came, I had just gotten there and I was in a circle of people and you unzipped it and just like as a joke to say hi to me. Yeah. And not um, all the way. (laughs) It exposed my, my bra and my breasts. And I was, I thought it was really, um, you never told me unusual. That. Well, I mean, you're you, when you're talking about that. This is what I well, this is what yeah. I remembered, and yeah. I was like, oh yeah. And you would like never do that now, never. So whatever that was, because you used to. So Lindsay and I have known each other for like, <laughs> fifteen years. <laughs> just to preface, like like almost fifteen years, and you were on tour with my husband. You were mm-hmm. one of my first best friends out here in Los Angeles when I moved, and um. I think that tour had a lot to do with it too, because I had to be cool with things like that. So I was, uh-huh. I was numbed because I was living with men on a tour bus and I had to be cool. So it's like, I was so out of touch with what was actually cool because I had to be cool with everything. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I guess we never really talked about it. Why not do it live naked on Clit Talk? There you go. And by the way, before this, we had the idea to be naked and I could tell that you were hesitant. I said, look, Katie, we're never, I, I'm never going to make you do something you're not comfortable doing. I said, and she said, could I just sit here naked in my robe? And I said, absolutely. And then she comes back in her pussy necklace naked. She's like, this feels good. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's my pussy. I asked, I had to check in. I had to check in with it. So I yeah. think that's also a really good skill or yes. tip. One of my favorite 
tips from Mama Gina is letting your pussy dress you and really checking in and listening to her, even in no, not what I'm wearing, but like, you know, deciding if I want to have another baby or not, if this is the right time. Like really, I've really over these last four years learned to trust and listen to my pussy. And it hasn't been the easiest thing because a lot of times it's the thing that I'm most afraid of that I don't want to do. But she's like, she, and I just felt her relax now. It's like, she gives me the um, clarity. It's like your body, our bodies. Like clit talk for me has always been a health conversation. Like masturbation is a health conversation. I was a 32 year old woman who had never masturbated before. And I didn't even know that women actually did that. It wasn't in my realm of conversation ever. Yeah. Um and, you know, just starting from there, I feel like I started kind of at zero and um, moved forward to today where I, it's actually, it's not just all sexual, it's actually encompasses my entire life and my guiding point um, to where I'm not so indecisive anymore. And um, I'm much more confident and trust my own body. I never really exerted any agency over my body in intimate situations. And I had a lot of trauma there to clear up. Mm. Um, And I've done that throughout this show and um, with, with the two of you and with our, with our clitorati. So I, um, yeah, those were, that was probably like some of the biggest, the biggest like takeaway that I do in my everyday life. Um, but I would say that my biggest moment of vulnerability is when I announced that I was pregnant on the show. And that was like something that I was never going to do. But the show opened me up so much to that I really, it was something that I really did had a deep desire for, but I had so much fear around opening my body and how that would impact my entire life and my career. Because um, I was working in television at the time as an yeah. actor and as a producer and a medical tech advisor. So, awesome. you know, my life is very different now. Now I do this. I would never think I would do this in my entire life, but I couldn't see myself doing anything else at, at the moment. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. All right, Madison, we totally interrupted you. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, that's great. I, uh, I, I actually remember Katie, I was so surprised when you shared about having a baby because I remember meeting you and you were really like the definition of a career woman mm-hmm. to me. And I'm like, now I'm like, wow, if Katie Roberts can get there and get to that place, so can I. Um, mm-hmm. Just because I'm so career focused and uh, myself, but recently have been much more open up to the idea of being a mother um, which if you've listened to the show, you've probably heard me share a lot of times that I'm not going to be, or that I don't want to have babies and I'm too busy going to play parties to do that. But things have really shifted for me. I haven't been to a play party in, gosh, I've been to like one play party over the course of a year, I would say. And who was um, your date to that one? Myself. Oh, you were. <laughs> I was going to say myself because it was, but you were my date actually. We went together and- That was a big thing because I had only been to play parties with my partner and uh, he really, you know, he really gave me the space to choose, uh, which is a distinction in our course. We talk a lot about standing powerfully in a choice. And so for my partner to give me that space, I was like, it was like all the work of clit talk for me arose in that moment. And it was like, okay, post 
Like, do I want to go? What do I want to do? Can I ask you a question? So do you think that, because something you shared with us, like you just shared, like you have, you don't really have this strong urge to go to play parties or be intimate with multiple people. Do you think that the fact that you feel like you have, you can choose anything has impacted that? Oh, absolutely. I think you hit it on the nail on the head right there. The fact that I can, I have full freedom to choose. And that's at the end of the day in my non-monogamous marriage, our, our, we know that our sexuality is fluid. And so we have one agreement in our relationship. And that one agreement is to be honest and truthful with the desires that are coming up for us and mm-hmm. to address them immediately with each other and get in communication about what those are and to talk about it and then go into what the actions look like. You know, when I first came on the show, I was in a heterosexual monogamous marriage. And before my now husband, I was actually in a relationship with a woman for many months. Um, This woman thought that we were going to get married. And I, um, once I realized that that was the case, I communicated with her that I think we needed to separate, that I did want to explore being with a man. And so we actually completed our, our relationship and we had to put a pause on our friendship because that was really heartbreaking for her. And I, I stayed in that relationship longer because she was one of my best friends. I didn't want to lose my best friend. Mm. Um, and I met Austin and, and we fell in love pretty much immediately. It was, it was one of those love stories that just catapulted me. And so I was prepared to put my sexuality, um, my bisexuality and what's now I'm discovering pansexuality completely under the rug. And I was like, well, I'm married now, so that's just not a part of me. And it wasn't until uh, six months into doing Clit Talk that it was my 24th birthday and we were in Vegas. And you were, uh, I remember, you were terrified my partner actually stopped me and he, it was, it was late. It was after a night of partying and he said he had this epiphany and he was like, oh my gosh, you were with a woman before you were with me. Like, I can't even imagine if I was bisexual and then I got married, what that would feel like. Like, do you still like women? And I was like, well, yeah, of course I do. I've, I've liked women since the age of four years old. (laughs) playing with my friends my whole life in private. Like being with women is a part of my full self-expression. And so that's when he was like, okay, do you have any friends that you like and who are they? And one of my biggest reveals on Clit Talk was when I shared with everyone that I was actually dating one of our cast members. (laughs) And she was the first woman that I got to be in a real relationship with during my marriage. And this was during my first year of marriage, actually. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. That was, so we have had some shocking moments on the show. Let's, 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 let's go down memory lane a little bit, ladies. What are some, let's do like a highlight reel, some of the funniest and or shocking moments. And I have, I know one that I want to share. (laughs) It's just, we're live on air. (laughs) And I forget, like, I think we're talking about but I just remember oh out, out of Katie's mouth comes, we fully support bestiality here. <laughs> and me and Madison at the same moment goes, she doesn't know what that is. 
I met furries. furries. Like we fully support. I was saying we fully support. Like you know whatever your fetish people. is. Like <laughs> like when they dress up in the suits, and I called it bestiality, and I. That wasn't what I meant. And I like, I think I literally peed my pants a little bit. Because I don't think here's we took Katie. it out of the show. Katie, you are one of the most <laughs> earnest, like genuine people. And you said it with such earnesty. And like, we were like, no, that's not. We're like, no, no, we don't support that. We don't, I was like, don't wait, but we support that. everyone. And they're like, do you know what bestiality is? I was like, it, it, it means that, you know, you you fuck animals, not wear like animal costumes. Uh-huh. Yes. So I definitely right. said the wrong term. To be fair, I think you were binge watching a show on Netflix at the time though, right? That was like- <laughs> No. Bestiality? No, but there was this no. show on Netflix with the, it was like a, not a reality show, but they had a tiger. Oh, Tiger and- King? Yeah, that was the sh- that was like the hot show at that time, and you no. were you were watching. Oh, but but the thing that makes that moment funny is just like Katie, like there it was there was this sort of naivety to you at the beginning of Clit Talk that like, and now you're like in the process of being like a legit full blown sex educator. Yeah, you know, in so many different ways, now. she's going back to school for it, and so it was it was like endearing, and I think one of the funniest moments we've ever had because <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> Oh my gosh. And then there was there was there was a couple times like I remember in the studio when we used to do it like in person together, there were a few moments there was like always a random pussy flash like before we were on oh, yeah. camera, like things like that. I kind of we gotta do some episodes in person again. Those are fun. Those were fun. Yeah. I was just thinking that last night. Um wow, okay. So there's a highlight real uh moment when I learned about what a poopsicle was. I feel like all these bloopers are going to be wrong things that I said. No, that's not a wrong thing. That's like an invention. Yeah, it was. I called it a poopsicle and I totally embarrassed my husband. That was a moment edited. We have, we will admit it, people... We have edited out a few things of the show, stuff like that. Especially when we were first starting and figuring out like we, because we hop on and we talk so like openly and vulnerably that sometimes after the fact, you're like, I don't know if I'm comfortable with that being out in the world, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, that was a, really I've had funny. a few moments where I'm like, oh God, universe, please don't let this bite me in the ass. Like oh, we've gotten yeah. so real. Yeah. Oh yeah, I've had things I've shared and then after I'll go share with my husband something that I shared about on the show and he's like, I really wish you like ran that by me beforehand. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, fuck. I'm like, I love you. It's not personal. And I've had to actually be with, okay, wait, hold on. Am I cool with saying that? Uh, and now that we do everything really live, yeah. it's kind of fucking awesome because here we are. We don't edit the shows anymore. There's no editing things no, out. Especially not on doing YouTube. That it's so, it's so, yeah. what is there to edit out? You know, it's like, we're speaking candidly about sex and it's not necessarily always perfect and clean. Yeah. And it's, it, sex is a, a taboo conversation. And so to capture all of the in-between moments, I feel like has been so special lately. Okay, I think, these I think another shocking moment was when Crystal admitted to getting flogged at the sex party on oh, her way Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was so good. If you have not heard our sex party episode... Do yourself a favor. So good. I, go, I don't know what number it is. We'll have to look it up. But that episode was, I mean, that was shocking. We got yeah. we got the entire cast to go to a sex party. It was our second season. And that's when we had, I, I think nine, we had a few less women. I, th- I think we had like seven women. And we all 
made a list of things that we wanted to do. And we went out and we tried anything. Like mm-hmm. we, we said we would try almost anything once and once. then hop on the air and talk about it. It's a really fun season. season we still two. need to go to a dungeon. I know. A dungeon yeah. is on my list. I actually need to work it into our um, calendar. I kind of want to experience like being domed by a professional dominatrix just to see what it's like. Yeah. I've already talked to my husband about it. It was like one of my New Year's resolutions that I want to go to a dungeon this year. (laughs) See, okay. See, that's, see, that's, this is not, this is not the Katie that started the show. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. I started like not knowing women masturbated, never having done it myself to like, I want to go to a, like, that's on my, that's like a done deal. Yeah. Like I'm going to a dungeon. Okay. Any other, I mean, obviously you admitting to dating a cast member was shocking as fuck, Madison. Are, Are there any other shocking or hilarious moments that you guys remember? I just feel like when Regina Thomashower came on our show in our first season, yeah. like we did an entire, we created a show inspired by her book and never, we got permission to do it, but never really expected her to be such an activist for us. Yeah. She's now endorsed our Sex and Empowerment Signature Masterclass. Yeah. Like she has been such a huge support to us. But that first time her coming on, I just remember us being so excited and yeah. nervous and like we wanted everything to go perfectly. I think it was one of the first times we had a remote guest on because yeah. we were doing everything in person at the time. I remember time. I took the day off of work to be there. Like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'm not missing this. Like, yeah. and, and since then, like she's come on, she's collaborated with us so much and just supported us so much. And I just think like it was such a, that was a shocking moment at the time. Yeah. A highlight for sure. A There's, highlight. We've had some, I've had some, also some personal highlights like I, my mom and dad both coming on the show, especially my dad, mm-hmm. like coming and doing the show. My dad's been dealing with a lot of health things um, recently. So to have had that experience with him, mm-hmm. I think I'll always, you know, from them being terrified of me starting a podcast calling Clit Talk to now like openly sharing it with all their friends. I'm like, I don't know if you want to be that open, but Okay. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah. The support of our families has been... I mean, our Mother's Day episode last year was so impactful that my mom came on for the first time and um, shared some really vulnerable stuff. And like, my dad is actually the one who... He was like, you know, you're teaching now and you're a nurse. Like, you should go get your certification. And it was the first time that he ever really had a conversation with me about Clip Talk because he's kind of has held a boundary and wanted to keep it separate, which is (laughs) totally acceptable. Yeah, my dad doesn't listen to the show, but he didn't even want to really hear about it. And and it's just such a, um, the support of our families has just been so uh, really important to me because this was something that I never would have imagined myself doing. I never talked about sex in my really private life as a, you know, never thought I'd talk about it publicly. So right. yeah, it's um, been instrumental. I think another favorite moment for mine, and this is thanks to Miss Madison, um, going to Malibu to Fran Drescher's house to have her on the podcast was pretty surreal. Oh yeah. That was incredible. Yeah. That That was really cool. And if you, if you're a member of our Patreon, you've heard us going back to her house a couple of times and like phone calls that we have on the way there. There's a lot of like extra bonus behind the scenes content in our, in our Patreon. Shout out to all of our VIP patrons. Thank you for supporting us. Yes. And if there anyone is who wants to support us, we're going to start doing a tier of just, if you just want to give us $2 a month just for your support and get some ad-free episodes of the show 
and early releases of the episodes, um, we definitely appreciate that. So we'll have that linked in our show notes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, or for eleven, $11, $11.11 a month, you can be a full-on patron. And there's a lot of really great content in there. And you have full access to us with any of your questions. Yeah. Any other favorite moments for you guys? Mm. I love when our when the cocks come on. Yeah. Oh, I love on. when our partners come on. Yeah. I have one moment, one one of my favorite bloopers of of that I shared about on the show was when I experienced my greatest fantasy and my greatest fear simultaneously all in the oh same moment. Oh my gosh, that was so good. <laughs> Where I I was just like in full queen mode hosting my oh, yes. second play party I've ever hosted in my life. And, and, and I, I, I had like, hey, dad, if you're watching this, because I know you subscribe to our YouTube lately. Anyways, Ugh. fast forward through this part, dad. I had, <laughs> I not, had dad. not, instead of not safe for work, this is not safe for dad. <laughs> not safe for dad. And I had like five guy friends, including my, partner and I was getting loved on on all the places and my partner was make going to make me squirt and at the same time I squirted I did the thing that we're all afraid of in sex I pooped I pooped at the same time <laughs> luckily in my hand caught it my partner's amazing he was like I, I was like Austin Austin he's like yeah and I'm like clear the room I just shit in my hand <laughs> like and, I can't and then believe he's like, you're admitting so this on air again. It was so it was so awesome. He's like, all right, everyone, she's just gonna need a minute. Let's clear the room. It was like a pearl, like oh not God. even skipping a beat. And it was I and was so empowering for me because really? and I sh- actually was sharing it with the people that were in the room uh, that were participating in that experience. I went and I shared it with them. I said, Hey, I just want you to know in case you were picking up on any weird energy. I don't want you to feel like it had anything to do with you. I actually pooped a little turd in my hand and it created this, this honesty. That these, <laughs> these people, the, all of these friends of mine were like, oh you're so badass. Like, how can you actually just admit that? That is so awesome. And it's because of the work we do at Clit Talk. Like shame <laughs> is, yeah. look, like shame is part of it, but to be able to talk about it and normalize it, guess what? All those people are still super good friends of mine. They all have, so much appreciation for me and they know they can count on me to tell the truth and be honest, you know? Obviously. <laughs> Obviously, yeah. <laughs> maybe, to, maybe to a fault, but anyways. Um, right. That was one of my favorite moments That is, me. I forgot about I, that. I have, That's a I really have one good more, one. <laughs> I have one more favorite moment and, it, and it, it goes back to the baby, but it's when I got my ultrasound and my doctor gave me the date that I conceived my son okay. and it was at the sex party that we went to <laughs> from season two. Like it... It, we went for Halloween and my due date was July 31st. And I'll never forget looking at Ethan. I was like, I got pregnant at the sex party. And well, and like, I'm, we're in the process of getting pregnant again now. Like we're, we're well, Katie, trying now. And I'm like, only one I thing wonder to do. <laughs> if the, if the, po- like, I haven't been to another one since, right? Like, cause I went for, to talk about it, the episode and, um, and I'm, I have had the thought recently, I was like, sexual energy is very, is a, the most potent container for anything you want to manifest or create. And I was like, hmm, maybe if, if we're still trying in a few months from now, we'll, we'll be doing a COVID safe play party. Katie, I think Ugh. in the name of research, we have to try. 
<laughs> I'm really excited for this time around though too because my husband like wouldn't have sex with me when I was pregnant last time. And now we're like, we've really had a lot of great conversations like oh, since then. And we're oh, that's like awesome. gonna have more. And then my other favorite highlight was when I squirted for the first time and it was before Madison. <laughs> she was like, how did you do it? It was like the first time where someone who was so much more advanced than me in the sex realm was like, how did you do that? And I was like, I don't know. I wasn't really able to reciprocate, but that was amazing. Oh I think it definitely motivated me to be like, okay, if she can do it, I can do it too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we and- cannot do a 200th episode without um, mentioning and talking a little bit about our literati, of course, the people mm-hmm. who make all of this possible. Um, the, that means that's you who's listening or watching right now, your clitorati. Yeah. Um, and we have had so many amazing people write in over the years and share their personal stories with us and their breakthroughs and, and difficult moments. And um, God, it means so much to us. You know, we just started this as a book club and never in a million years did we think that this would turn into now leading a sex and empowerment, like a seven week course that we just finished leading for the first time last year. We're going to be doing it again this year, um, later this year. And we're only going to be doing it once a year. Once a year, we're going to do it. Yep. Yep. So um, I think let's, let's share a couple of our, um, the most impactful clitorati interactions we've had. Some of my favorites are, we did an episode on um, boudoir shoots, photo mm-hmm. shoots, and we had a lot of our listeners listen to that episode and be inspired to do a solo boudoir shoot of themselves and send in pictures for us that we could post on our Instagram. Shout out to Victoria. Shout out to Victoria. There's, there's, there were so many, <laughs> so many. And, um, and it's, I still haven't done mine. Well, hello. That needs to be in our unfolding for this year. I don't know. I need to add that to my last. We could do it. We should do individuals and a clip talk wood wash. That would be fun. But that was so inspiring to like have an idea of something that Lindsay, you did and, Mm -hmm. um, and have people be inspired to do it and actually send us their pictures and their story of them doing it. Like it was just really, um, remarkable the change that we've been able to see in um, by just you writing into us and sharing the difference that our show has made in your life. Yeah. One of my favorite um, clitorati shares was, so we found out when we started doing Clit Talk, we found out that every May is called Masturbation May. So we're like, we have to do something. And I remember the first year we ever did it, it was called the 12 Days of Masturbation. And we had like five people sign up. (laughs) I think because it was like right at the like last year we did our five day we had like 300 400 people sign up the, like but this was at the beginning we had like five people sign up maybe maybe it was more than that maybe it was like 20 no I think it was <laughs> five like, plus like our nine cast members <laughs> yeah. and like a, our couple friends yeah this is like the first year we were doing the podcast and we're like whatever but there was this one woman that kept showing up and we're like look I remember my dad always gave me this advice you know even if there's one person in the room sing your ass off for that one person because you don't know the difference you're going to make. And we were able to transmute that. Mm -hmm. And we did. We gave that first 12 days of masturbation challenge our all. We put so much work into it. And I remember at the end of the challenge, we received a letter from this woman. And Mm -hmm. I'm not going to use her name because she asked to be anonymous. We'll call her Samantha. Sex and City. Okay. So Samantha wrote into us, and Samantha, she's like in her 50s. She had found us 
a Google search because she had been looking for tips on masturbation. And so she signed up for our course, never having really listened to the episodes or our podcast. She started listening to it. And then after the challenge, she wrote us this letter and said, I'm 50 years old. I've raised my kids and I've never really taken time for my own sexuality or let alone masturbation. And she said, through your 12 days of masturbation, I have completely opened up. I have like three vibrators now. And me and my husband of 23 years just tried anal sex for the first time. And it has completely revived our sex life. And Mm -hmm. I just remember us reading that letter. And it was such a pivotal moment for us because, and I have goosebumps just thinking about it. We We were all crying and we were like, holy shit, we made a difference for someone, like a real difference for someone. Lasting. A lasting difference. And that was really the beginning of what I think turned into the Sex and Empowerment Signature Masterclass that we're now leading. Yeah. Um, And we really got how neat, because at that point, it was just kind of us. We were doing this podcast and having fun with it. And then we really got how impactful this conversation is and how much it really is needed. And it really shifted my life because, you know, I'm still passionate about my music and- I have discovered a whole other passion inside of this that I didn't know I didn't know I had. Mm-hmm. And that letter was a really big moment for me, like a life moment for me hearing from her. I was like, holy shit. And that was that was definitely one of my favorite Clitorati moments. Mm. Oh, that's so beautiful. It definitely like moves us forward. And then within our courses, like I said earlier that, you know, Clit talk is a health conversation. Masturbation is a health conversation. And I'm a registered nurse, which really turned me on to all of this. And we did our five-day um, digital sex and empowerment digital course last year. Which and I've convinced Katie to do once again this year, this summer, yeah. guys. <laughs> you're, you're welcome. Because I was not going to do it again. <laughs> it was so good um, though. It's so good. No, I know. But it's, it's just, just it's a lot of work. So it's packed. a lot of work for us, yeah. But this was, this was like... These five days was some of the most impactful work that we had seen uh, with our clitorati. And the one story that sticks out to me the most, and she became a founder of our signature masterclass and is just a fucking rock star. But she had a traumatic brain injury February 2020, right before COVID hit. And within, and what it left her with, you know, unable to orgasm being dizzy all the time. Your brain is the most erotic organ in your body. And the neuroplasticity is what you're able to tap into within those synapses. Like she did that in our five day. She, after the, on the fifth day, she was, she had her first orgasm and she hadn't been able to in a year since her injury. So it's like whatever kind of pressure was on her amygdala, which is your pleasure center in your brain, like something happened and it's a medical miracle as far as I'm concerned. And Mm -hmm. like this work has been so impactful for me having so many injuries and healing like my back pain in the beginning of the show by starting to masturbate. It was something I had so much tension, so much physical tension that like once I started to masturbate, my back pain started to go away. So Mm. it was the first time that I had really seen it in our clitorati in such a major way of like Western medicine couldn't help her, but her getting in touch and tapping into her sex and her empowerment with us did. Well, and this is a Mm -hmm. woman who, when she started on the five day, 
wouldn't even come on camera on Zoom with us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then by like by the time she registered for the sex and empowerment masterclass, she was like, oh, I have a conflict. I'm doing pole dancing classes every week. Yeah, she still participated fully. And that's what's so great about yeah. having the podcast before we started any of this is like our podcast is internet is the top rated internationally, you know, known sexuality podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, so in the digital format, we're really able to reach all of our clitorati where we have a lot of women and some men who want to participate all yeah. over the globe, participating either on their own in the own community that they've formed or with us live. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's it's been really awesome to have put that together. And I don't know if we would have done all this if it wasn't for COVID, to be honest. Like a silver lining. Yeah. Once we went virtual, we got way more productive. And yeah, Mm -hmm. and COVID was kind of this container of like, I mean, the podcast got me through the lockdown, honestly. Remember I was was leaving the show right before COVID. Oh yeah. We almost quit. Clip Talk almost ended, (laughs) y'all, like two years ago. I did then, everything that I could to make sure that it wouldn't by throwing both of a <laughs> Valentine's Day event that I didn't even go to. We had like two. Yeah. I was on vacation, there. <laughs> right, right, and and quite frankly, at the, after that event, I was like, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I hope. Think. I hope that this was enough. And and next thing we know, you both were like, I can't wait, wait to throw on. another in person Valentine's Day event. You know what were you just saying, Madison? You were like, what? You're like, hold on, what? I was pretty, I was pretty, I, I knew that Lindsay was not down with clit talk ending. You know, I knew she wasn't. Her and I were like, wait, no, this is not happening. And like, she really, Lindsay really helped me produce that event and like just did ever, you know, she was my right hand in, in making it possible. Um, but I was so surprised. I wasn't even thinking about generating ticket sales to save the show. And next thing you know, like this was one of our most successful events. We had almost 100 people in person at this no, event. No, we had way more than that. We had like 300 people. I don't know that it was quite that many, but no, we I'd like person- to think that it was. No, no, no. We, it was. I remember. <laughs> I'd like to think it was 300. It was like, it was like um, a thousand. It was like maybe 5,000 people. It was 5,000. Uh, and, and I remember when we, when we came out of that experience, we got present to the income we generated from that event, but it wasn't even like we were trying to make the money for it. It was just, it showed up in our account. Like, wow, all these people paid to come and said, holy shit, wait. And Katie was like, um. In that same week, uh, we were on Directionally Challenged and that aired. And then our mm-hmm. listenership doubled. Yeah. And we had money in our bank account. And that's what got, those are the two factors that got my attention. I was like, <laughs> oh wait, this is why I was leaving is because this wasn't happening. And now it just happened. <laughs> Yeah. Shit. We need to go on directly <laughs> right. challenged again. I love that was so fun. That was a that was a that highlight was really too. Fun. Yeah, Amanda's and Kayla. I'm a huge Vampire Diaries fan. We got to go to her house. I was like, yeah, I'm friends with yeah. I'm friends with yeah. the cast of Vampire Diaries. <laughs> Some of my favorite listener um stories that we've had written in um is are the ones about people coming out as bisexual mm. or coming out as something other than heterosexual. And this is something that people write in about a lot in our Instagram and as well, someone that part was a, a participant in our sex and empowerment signature masterclass came out as not heterosexual, actually came out as bisexual. And for me, that really hits home because I feel like I came out publicly. You know, I always knew for myself, I was 
queer and I like men and women. But then, you know, through doing Clit Talk, I realized I apparently also like trans people and the sh- like there's a whole world of, 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 of people that I'm actually attracted to that I've discovered. And so I, I would consider myself pansexual, but the idea of coming out is, it's so empowering for the person doing it that, you know, if you just tell one friend or a couple friends, you know, it's, you can start to notice and feel, okay, that felt good. But when you can start to tell your parents and you can start to tell your coworkers and you can start to tell the people that you can stop giving a fuck that people are going to judge you and actually be real about who you are. I feel like that's, that's really been clit talk for me. So every time I see those stories come in, I am super grateful that I had the confidence um, and courage to to speak about that on an ongoing basis about how I came out, how I came out, how I came out. And, and when I, we, I see people write in about that, I'm like, that's why I shared that. Because if it can give someone else the inspiration to do it too, then, then, then that's, that's, I'll continue doing clip talk till the day I die. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the one that really hits home for me is, um, our signature masterclass. We had a lot of moms in it and, um, and many of them said that what they're learning in our course about how to create their pleasure positive life has made them a better mother. Yeah. And as a new mother, hearing that from other women who have multiple children and have been, you know, way ahead of me in that realm, like I just am so grateful to have had this because like I said, I was leaving clit talk and they did the Valentine's Day event. And then it was right after that, that COVID hit. And I totally transformed my life to be focused on my son. And I saw that I could do that and clit talk. So really, really powerful. Absolutely. All right. And this was really our sister goddess activism, creating this show together. And I love that it's lived, that it's lived on. And you both are my sister goddess activist for life. Yeah. I'm so grateful that we've carried, we've carried through because it wasn't easy, you know, it wasn't easy. It but it's not. It's, I but, mean, now we're hoping that it, you know, within the next year, it'll become our full-time job. Yeah. Because by the way, we don't get paid to do a podcast. No. No one does. We definitely don't. <laughs> <laughs> we're just gonna, I'm just gonna mention our um, Patreon again if you want to donate. Yes. We'll take it. We would greatly we, appreciate it. We would be so grateful for your donation. Yes. Yes. Um, absolutely. So one last question. Yeah. What are you guys most excited about for the future with Clit Talk? Mm. I feel like the possibilities are so endless right now with Clit Talk. I, um, I'm, I'm most excited about filling up our signature masterclass and our ongoing Climax um, program, like really building this community of people living a pleasure positive lifestyle like we've figured out how to do after, you know, 200 episodes of Clit Talk and taking the best of the best and things that we use and... Um, and I'm really, really looking forward to being a uh, certified sex educator within my nursing degree and um, really being able to provide a service that I have always wanted to and I can do it through this project. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and for those of you um, who are interested, the, the um, registration is currently closed for our sex empowerment class, but we do have a wait list if you want to join and be the first to know about it. 
This is mm-hmm. this episode's not all about that, but we, it, it's genuinely coming up for us. But you can just go to cliptalkshow.com backslash waitlist um, to join the waiting list for next time registration opens up. Mm. What about you, Sugar Madison? Madison yeah. Sugar Salone? For Clit Talk to go mainstream. You know, mm. I'm so excited for our... Um, our fellow creators out there in the space with us, um, some some including uh, Guys We Fucked, has had a huge breakthrough in their show um, and getting more mainstream recognition. Sex with Emily, getting on Sirius XM. I mean, those are huge Doing accomplishments. Doing a masterclass, having yeah. masterclass. That's huge. Sex with Emily is huge. That's, That's so huge. So the fact that our other sister goddesses in this industry are going mainstream, I am so excited for Clit Talk to go mainstream and the fact that this is this road has been paved. So yeah. mm-hmm. I'm so excited for this. I am excited with um, everything that we've learned to, um, as I go into the next phase of my life, creating marriage and a family, um, being able to create that from my sex, like my pussy and creating the sex life of my dreams with my future husband, Ryan. And um, I can't wait to come on air and announce when I'm engaged. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And, um, and to continue to have the sex and empowerment masterclass grow so that we can um, take everything that we've learned in these past four years and share it with people so that they can have the same sort of impact on their lives that Clit Talk has had on our lives in a much faster way. <laughs> faster. That's way the faster. It will idea. not take you four years. No. <laughs> um, and to continue to hear the stories from our participants and from our listeners and to have this conversation truly be normalized mm-hmm. um, in such a way that our podcast one day will be like stale and crusty and not taboo. It'll just be normal and boring. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it'll ever be boring, but yeah. You know what I mean. <laughs> I know what you mean. Mainstream. Mainstream. Yep. All right. I love you both so much. I couldn't do it without you. I feel like yeah. I'm about to start crying, so maybe we should end this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, truly, I mean, truly that, I mean, and I'm not trying to be cheesy. The greatest thing I got out of this though is the two of you and the support that the three of us give each other is life-changing. Yeah. I love you guys. It really is. (laughs) All right, Clitorati. (laughs) With that, as always, we're going to see you next Tuesday. Bye-bye. If you liked this and are curious about our Clit Talk curriculum, we have a wait list for our upcoming free workshops and our Sex and Empowerment Signature Masterclass in 2022. Nothing like starting the new year guided by pleasure. Sign up for the wait list to come tap into your pussy sanctuary with Katie, myself, Sugar, and Lindsay at www.clittalkshow.com backslash waitlist. That's clittalkshow.com backslash waitlist.